Welcome to Opus Private Clients Wealth Style Podcast. All of the material discussed on our podcasts have specific themes, and that's to move your wealth and lifestyle forward, increase your purpose, and provide you with clarity and confidence. Opus's mantra is always forward. We have found that regardless of one's wealth, moving your lifestyle forward is the number one priority for our clients. On our podcasts, we'll share our rich 35 years of experience in designing strategies, share clients' experiences, and introduce resources that have positively impacted our clients. We trust that you will enjoy our direct, transparent, and realistic approach to positively impacting the quality of you and your family's lives. Now, onto the show with your well-style hosts, Russ Carpentieri and Yvonne Watanabe. Hello and welcome to Opus Private Clients Wealthstyle Podcast with Yvonne Watanabe. Yvonne, how are you today, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I am fantastic. It's been a while since we've spoke, and I, I know that you have a special guest on the show today, and that is Rob Pruitt. You brought Rob on for what reason today? Absolutely. Uh, Rob is uh, one of our partners um, right. and is leading the way in our firm around wealth management, asset management, and retirement planning. And given today's environment, I thought it would be a great uh, value to all of our clients and anyone listening, you know, just to hear Rob's thoughts on the current market. And uh, again, being a five-star wealth manager many times over, he's a perfect fit for us today. So without further ado, I want to introduce Rob. Awesome. Welcome to the show, Rob. Well, welcome and thank you guys. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed uh, doing this work today and uh, getting ready and I look forward to speaking with everyone. It's been a uh, terrific second career for me. I started in corporate finance and had a 26 career year career in corporate America. And now I enjoy spending time for the last 17 years working with clients in the personal financial space and redirecting what I learned in corporate America into personal finance. So Rob, the, the, the very first question is to you, given today's environment, and we all know that right now, I mean, I'm, I'm working from my basement, right? <laughs> I think you guys are probably in some sort of isolation as well, not in a huge office with a bunch of people where everything's changing. And so I know a lot of people that are on their way to retirement or even maybe beginning or just starting or well into retirement, they all have questions about what does it look like now, given today's environment? So Rob, what would your answer be to that? What, what about retirement right now? Well, you're right. Retirement is very different for everyone. It isn't the old school where you quit at 65 or got pushed out and you had a life expectancy of 72. Mm -hmm. Individuals and their spouses are living into their 90s. They're almost retiring for longer than they've been working. Yeah. It's a very, very new and different challenge. It requires much more asset planning, much more savings. You can't wait till you're 50 to get started. And you need help. Everybody yeah. needs help and everybody needs assistance. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and for those that have worked really hard and, and maybe they're just beginning to enter that retirement stage, uh, with the markets, the way they've been that if they're not diversified, if they're not, uh, if they don't have a good solid plan, they could run into real trouble with how long the life expectancy is these days, right? You're absolutely right. And one of the things we stress is that retirement planning is not just for 50 year olds and older. Mm -hmm. You really have to start early in life because the money you save in your 20s and 30s has a chance to double and triple and be ready for you when retirement comes. So there are lots of very important lessons for young people, for middle-aged people, and for those approaching retirement that are very critical to proper planning, 
reducing risk. Yes, so it's more and more challenging to do the work ahead of time. So when you do get to the point in time where you want to downshift, you have the choice and flexibility to do so. Retirement today is not, you know, put your feet up and and watch TV. Mm -hmm. It's different for everyone. Everyone has a different vision and view of what 50 or 55 or 60 or 65 looks like for them. And hopefully it's a creative, um, new experience, chase a passion, Mm -hmm. do something you've always wanted to do, enjoy more time with your family and, and enjoy your life between 60 and 95. I think the other thing I would add to Rob's point is is eliminating stress. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of working all those years is so that you can get to a place where your traditional quote-unquote job stops and your assets produce that income for you. And you don't have the stress that you did during your working years and you can just enjoy it. And the challenges, especially today, are the people that didn't do proper planning they're either, you know, having to be in a very stressful time in their lives or they are just pushing out their planned retirement because they didn't do the right job or they didn't do any planning previously. So today's environment really brings a lot of things to light for folks. All right. Those are great points. And I mean, I have to ask because I don't know everything that's going on in the economy right now. I don't think anybody knows every little nuance, but What's your take on it, Rob? With, with today's economy, what does that look like? And that, how's that going to shape this next couple of years? Well, we certainly had a challenging economy and a challenging uh, marketplace to invest in and to grow old in. And it's just been throwing a huge curveball mm-hmm. with the new virus-driven challenge we're living through. But in addition to that, we have a federal government with a $23 trillion debt that just with the virus initiatives is now at 30 trillion. These are important things and necessary things to bring our whole economy and country back online. But just servicing the debt last year was 8% of our country's budget. And if mm. we grow the, de- the debt further and interest rates move off 1%, which are quite inexpensive for the government at this point, imagine, imagine the interest rates moving to 2 or 3%. That's like having a adjustable mortgage as the government and interest rates move to two or three and your payments double and triple. Mm. So 8% of the budget moving to 16 or 20% of the budget is going to be very, very challenging. It's going to have to be addressed over the next 10 to 20 years. And you add social security and Medicare and Medicaid and those issues on top. And we will be a society that no matter whether it's Democrat or Republican in the next few administrations, we'll be finding creative ways to take in more tax, increase probably increase tax rates, and have to address these issues. There are others. You know, we don't know where the marketplace is going. Most young people have only seen a 10-year growth environment until the recent pullback. Most people just in retirement are now more concerned than ever because mm-hmm. their nest eggs have been impacted. We've had a 33% pullback in the market in March, and half or 60% of that's been recovered already in April. And if you wait a day or wait a week, we'll be in some other position. Yeah, absolutely. What about real estate? I mean, that's that's something that I haven't seen a whole lot of news on. I haven't seen a whole lot of people panicking about or, or even saying that the, the real estate market is going down or, or fluctuating. What do you see there? Well, we live in the New York tri-state area. And in the past, it has been somewhat insulated. But in the last year or two, 
even real estate and one's primary residence that was always historically the appreciating asset that you would take into your older years and maybe even sell and become your retirement nest egg. Mm -hmm. Even that's significantly challenged in this environment. Yvonne, you work with lots of young clients. How are you seeing real estate affecting their lives? Yeah, I, I think um, younger folks are really hesitant to purchase their primary residence these days because of things like property taxes, upkeep. Mm -hmm. You know, could I be doing something different with my money? And, you know, the whole American dream of owning that home has kind of evolved for younger folks over the last couple of generations. And so I think, you know, that has definitely impacted people's decision making um, and wanting to, ha wanting to have more liquidity. And, and during these crazy times, I mean, frankly, those sitting on a lot of cash and not being sort of house poor um, has really worked out in a lot of people's benefits. I think from an investment standpoint, people have historically thought that real estate as a hard asset to own has been a wonderful asset because historically people have thought it would always go up in value and they'd receive their rent rolls. But when people can't pay their rent, then, you know, owning real estate as an investment property becomes very challenging, you know, and then you're carrying two, three, four mortgages and not receiving the income. And with today's coronavirus challenge, you know, you're worried about your own, you could potentially be worried about your own mortgage and making sure that your tenants are paying their mortgages or their, their rents um, and all the different challenges that are going on there. So it's, it's kind of poked holes in a lot of normal thinking or historically um, sound thinking around real estate as an asset class in general. Well, the scary thing is, is that like Rob said, a lot of people getting into the retirement years, their home is one of their primary assets where that's going to be part of their retirement plan. And if you have young people that either can't afford a primary residence or afford a home at this point, or are gun shy of it, now they've also seen the markets doing what they're doing and being very concerned there, that that's a recipe for disaster for future savers um, when it comes to young people planning for their retirement. What's your best advice to them? Well, it's time for them to be great savers. Our focus on 22 to 35-year-olds who are either children of our clients or young clients coming to the business, we have to impart upon them how important savings is. And I have a 30-year-old son, so I know how it works. He gets his paycheck he pays his bills, and then he spends most of the rest of the money, if not going a little bit into hock on his credit card by the time the next paycheck comes in. In our environment, we push very hard and help with a construct to help all of our clients, especially young clients, save between 15 and 20% of their gross income. It sounds like a heavy lift, but young people start a job, they start making more money, and we've seen the growth curve before on what kind of earnings they make over time. So a 22 or 24 year old is going to be making real money as they go four, eight, 12 years into the future. Mm -hmm. And the important part of that is how do we save first with an important discipline? The discipline that we inject is to say every time the paycheck hits, we're going to save an amount of money. Let's pick, let's pick it together. If it's $500, it's going to come out of your bank account and go into a savings position before you can touch it the day or the half day after your check hits. Then you're going to pay all your bills and whatever money's left. Good for you. Enjoy it. Knock it out. And don't take, don't be nervous. You're not saving because you already did. Mm. So saving first for a young person is important. And secondly, we have to give them confidence that as their career grows and their increases come and their bonuses come, that they'll grow into a greater lifestyle, 
but they just won't use all of their income to create that lifestyle. And 50% of bonuses, 50% of salary increases, we want them to redirect 50% to savings, additional savings, and another 50% to an increased lifestyle they can enjoy and be proud of. Mm. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> Yvonne, yeah. like, like Rob said, you work with a lot of younger clients. Are you yeah. kind of seeing the same thing and, and talking to them about this? Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely the core of our conversation is managing cash flow and teaching clients how to manage cash flow regardless of their stage in life, right? And saving first, paying your bills and spending is really um, a, a conversation that we have with, with every household. I, I don't care really, you know, what the income looks like. Uh, and, and typically we have to sort of build in a systematic savings plan for clients so that it happens seamlessly and it's kind of an afterthought. Right. I think many people contribute to their 401k plans because it's systematic and easy and mm -hmm. they know that whatever hits their checking account, they can then spend theoretically. So building a plan in place that comes out automatic for them really changes the way they're, they're able to save and makes it easy so that they know whatever else is left over, they can spend in good faith knowing that they save that 15 to 20% of their gross income. And again, as, as Rob said earlier, you know, starting people on the right path to accumulating the assets today that will then double and triple hopefully over their lifetime you know along that compound interest curve and really allowing clients to have some something available to them in retirement yeah absolutely uh, technology is making that easy i mean I, I can't imagine having something like this 20 30 years ago where we didn't have those automatic uh, you know, automatic transfers of the money into a different account because I utilize that as well. And it, it makes it so easy because again, I don't see it. So there's no temptation there. Uh, and I know that you guys really wanted to focus on kind of the three phases of retirement. And, and we've talked about the young folks. Is there anything else we need to touch on that before we really move into where people are in their mid-career? It is very important for us to help young clients figure out where to save. And it's very important, especially like in a 401k plan, to make sure that they're putting in the right version of their 401k plan and they have the right kind of portfolio risk and positioning. For example, these people, these young people are probably in the lowest tax bracket they'll be in in their, the rest of their lives. Why wouldn't you pay the government that, that low tax rate now and get the money into your column uh, and then rather than put it into a pre-tax position where you'll take it out later in life at a much higher tax rate. So we try to drive our younger clients to seriously consider the Roth IRAs and the Roth 401ks where they can take after-tax money, let it grow tax-free for the rest of their lives, and access it later in life tax-free. And one other quick point I'll make, I work with a hedge fund and a 28-year-old gal that worked there called me and she said, I'd like to buy my first house and you said you'd have a conversation with me if I needed help. I said, great, what's going on? She says, I want to buy a house. I need $120,000 for a down payment. And I said, well, that's a lot of money. How are you doing with that cash? She says, I have 300000 and I congratulated her. It turns out she had the whole $300,000 in her pre-tax 401k at work and had $5,000 in her bank account. And unfortunately, she was not going to be ready to put a down payment on a house anytime soon. So how and where to put their money how to differentiate and think about where they put their money and get them on the tracks to a successful career. The other thing I would consider for younger clients is assessing their, their real risk profile. 
you know, what does risk really mean to them? Actually understanding uh, what it means to gain and lose assets and what their time horizon looks like for those particular assets. You know, for myself, you know, I've got a long runway before quote unquote retirement years or I could pull out of my retirement plans. So I'm, I'm extremely risky on those assets. Historically, risk has been rewarded. Um, and so we want to make sure that we, you know, align those risks with each particular asset that I have or that we have to make sure that they're appropriately invested and, and clients need to do that assessment early and also take into account how they feel about those assets, right? We can have an economic recommendation for clients based off of their age, but you know, they may be totally risk averse and really have to understand what that means for them and um, what the impacts could potentially be short term and long term. Mm -hmm. All right. Those are extremely good points. And uh, I, I wish I had had you guys when I was younger. <laughs> would have probably set me up a little bit better. Uh, but now I am I am what we call the mid-career or our next section. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say here. But what about those folks that are just humming along, probably got a couple kids maybe or a couple older kids, and they're in the middle of their career? What's your best advice for them? Well, it doesn't change too much initially. It's still saved 20% of your salary and 50% of your income, your raises, your bonuses that come on top. And enjoy your family and your lifestyle. Enjoy buying that first house. Spend that money and, and, and the lifestyle that you want to make happen on a disciplined basis and grow into that incremental income that you're earning, enjoying, and appreciating. It's also a huge time in their career. 35 to 55 is really the uh, the point in time at which their career accelerates, their earnings accelerate. And again, if we're putting away and saving aggressively, we're ready for liquidity. Six to 12 months of, of safe money ready to cover you if you have some issue with cash flow. After-tax investment accounts where we can do proper tax management and capital gains management. And maybe now it's time to shift into the pre-tax 401k because they're in a high tax bracket. And maybe, in fact, later in life, they'll be in a similar one or less. So now maybe we shift and, and feed the 401k that is pre-tax money or the Roth 401k, depending on their marginal tax rate. So mm -hmm. this is when we really start expanding and managing portfolios. We often implement a short, medium, and long-term bucketing strategy. This allows clients to sleep at night. We put their zero to two-year money in a conservative investment that's money they're going to need and potentially need in the near term or have access to. We put medium money that we look at on a three to six year kind of component into something more moderate with a little more risk. And then we put the seven and long year money in a bucket that can be out there for 20 or 30 years, can afford to ride the aggressive market profiles and be on that roller coaster that luckily for the United States of America and our economy, it may be bumpy, but it keeps going from low left to upper right. And mm -hmm. that's the curve you have to believe in in our society, and we certainly do. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing I would add there is, you know, especially with today's environment, this strategy, short, medium, and long-term cash and this bucketing approach has really allowed our clients to sleep at night. You know, really prepared people for the short-term liquidity needs, 
making sure that they can keep money appropriately invested, that they're not having to move to all cash because they were their risk tolerance or their time frame, their time horizons were off. You know, our clients were really well prepared for something like this um, as best as we could possibly have them. So we're, we're really, really confident in the planning. But I think doing anything besides this, you know, may set people up to fail. Yeah, I, I, honestly, if you think about just putting that money in savings and putting that money in those different accounts, if you're able to sleep at night, that's money well spent. And you still have it. <laughs> you know, that's the that's the best part is you you get a, a peaceful night's sleep and you still have that money for the future for uh for the long-term plan. All right, so it sounds like that's it's very similar to what you are telling your younger clients. What about those that are closer to retirement or or have just retired or or a few years into it? Well, I think that it is a critical time once you're approaching or at 50 years old. I don't know if you're going to be wealthy and capable and flexible enough to retire quickly, or if we're going to have changing environments and you may be working till 60, 65, or 70, or you, in fact, enjoy what you do and you're going to just keep working. But I do know that as you approach retirement, the five years prior retirement and the five years after is the most critical time in your financial life. It's, I, I tell clients it's kind of like being your retirement money and your future is a plane on a runway. And it's, it's firing up. It's getting ready to go down the runway, reach critical speed and take off. That's retirement. And we need enough fuel and proper weather conditions to accelerate, get to a high altitude, cruising speed, and be safe and sound. Market changes and moves like we've been experiencing in the last 30 days just crater the confidence and the thinking of our clients as they approach retirement and are enjoying the first three to five years of retirement. Unfortunately, we don't have many, unfortunately, we don't have clients that try to retire and then can't. It's really more a question of, have we done the proper planning? What have we done to reduce risk? How can we make sure that plane gets off the runway, flies at a high altitude with no turbulence? Got it. Yvonne, what are your thoughts? You know, I totally agree with what Rob is saying. And, you know, the five years prior and and five years after being so critical and just making sure that if they are putting money away, that, again, they're considering their tax liabilities, considering their expenses, you know, right? How much does it actually cost me to live during retirement? Are they offsetting, you know, a lot of the health care costs that are there? Are Are they considering... Uh, long-term care needs. And then really, you know, the conversation turns from accumulation, right? Mm-hmm. As Rob put it, the sort of runway aspect of it to an income conversation in retirement, right? So how do we change the conversation and how do we flip it from the accumulation aspect of somebody's plan to making sure that they're living the most enjoyable retirement through the income sources that they have. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that's a great point, Yvonne. And part of our annual and quarterly reviews with our clients is to keep painting that picture for them and help them start to experience and feel what that's going to be like. And a big part of it that I've experienced with my clients is how they feel about their money, how they feel about their income, where it comes from, paying taxes, Our job is to have them very balanced in that pre-five years to retirement time frame where they've done the heavy lifting of putting the right amount of assets in a post-tax set of investment accounts, the right amount of assets in a liquidity-based account, 
the right amount of assets in their pre-tax retirement, mm-hmm. let alone Roth post-tax holdings that are much more advantageous to clients. My retired clients hate taking money out of their IRAs. They hate having to pay tax. Yeah. They would much rather go to the bank and get a dollar and keep a dollar, go to their Roth account to get a dollar, keep a dollar, or go to other tax-advantaged areas of planning that we do where it doesn't hurt every time they reach for spending money. And we lay out that flow for them, where it comes from, how to balance it, and how to feel very good about where it comes from. What do you do when you have a down market year or two? Well, we have other places to go for income. So the strategy changes until the market can rebound and you feel better about going after some of those appreciated assets that are now back. Guys, I know we're running low on time, but I don't want to close this out without you giving as much wisdom as possible. Are there any other tips or any other things that you really need to convey to the audience today? Again, I think the number one concept here as people approach retirement is to start to think about their income streams, right? No longer about Mm -hmm. accumulation, but start to think about where the money is coming from that's actually going to allow them to live that stress-free retirement. And there are a number of different strategies that we implement with our clients to help them accomplish those things. You know, no longer do we have pensions typically, but there are other strategies, other products that are available in the marketplace that actually help accomplish what clients are looking for to help ease their concerns and really make sure that their income continuously comes into that household throughout their retirement to help eliminate that stress. We'll implement various different strategies like annuities, like CDs, to help our clients plan those distribution strategies over their lifetime, right? The other thing I will add is it's not too late for anyone to begin their planning. Mm -hmm. Rob, would you agree with me? That's always true. No matter what kind of plan you have, a second set of eyes and other ways to think about it, fresh thinking, and some of the types of strategies that we employ, which are not normal, they are creative, they're advanced thinking, and many clients really appreciate advanced thinking and the value add we bring. So as people are listening to this, saying, okay, I need to do something, they're going to want to call you, right? They're going to want to reach out. What would you say a time frame is? What is the best time frame for somebody to be reaching out? Obviously, we talked about the younger folks and, and, and mid, mid-life, mid-career, but what is your number? If you said, you know what, you really need to be doing this then, what would that be? Now is the right time to be engaged in retirement planning, no mm-hmm. matter what age you are. Uh, and most importantly, those five or 10 years before retirement, we have strategies that we can implement to help you restructure reposition assets, and think very creatively about additional ways to enhance your retirement income. When we have a chance to work with clients ahead of time, we often can impact their retirement income to the upside by 20 to 40 percent. Wow. And in many cases, do proper tax planning to make sure they keep more of it. Hmm. That's fantastic. All right. Well, like I said earlier, as people listen to this, a lot of them are going to think, okay, I need to reach out to these guys because I'm not doing enough. You guys gave so much information. It's a lot of meat to chew on. If they want to reach out to you, how do they get a hold of you? Our direct line is 914-825-1000. They can also contact us at contactus at opus-pc.com. Fantastic. Rob, thank you so much for being here. Yvonne, thank you so much for bringing them on the show. 
Thank you, Eric. Absolutely. I'm thrilled. Thanks again, guys. Nice being with you. You bet. And I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to the Opus Private Clients Wealth Style Podcast with Yvonne Watanabe. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when they come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Opus Private Client LLC, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Style Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Opus Private Client, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Yvonne and Robert are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, OSJ 800 Westchester Avenue, 4th Floor Suite N, 409-914-228-8800, Rybrook, New York, 10573. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA SIPC, financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian. New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Opus Private Client is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. California Insurance License Numbers 0H44206 and 0I88914. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, estate, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. 2020-101463, expiration 5 of 22.